July of 2023, Ed and Steven got together and began to record episode number 60 of the Superman Super Show when this happened. Ed, what'd you think about this one? Um, I think that I read the wrong story. <laughs> did it or did I? The two decided to soldier on and record an episode discussing Action Comics number 32 the best that they could. But then, this happened. Oh. Oh, you froze. Oh, I think you might have cut out completely. Or maybe I did, I don't know. Just lost power, he said. Uh, it's back, back, but I have to wait for the router to boot up, so. He had a power suck. Um, and it's back on, so he's having to wait and go through the motions of getting everything back up and going, guys, so. And so the fellas decided to just forget all the Superman talk and geek out for another 45 minutes or so. What follows is that episode, a lost episode, that was recorded on the night of July 14th, 2023 and is being released for the very first time. I mean, that is except for the live episode on the Superman Super Show YouTube channel, which you can watch anytime, but still. You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 60, The Gambling Racket in Metropolis. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Steven. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Howdy. What's up? What's up, Ed? Sup? We had a, uh, a tornado come through town today. Did you? I uh, Seems like the majority of the country had some pretty wicked ass mm-hmm. weather last night, evening, night. So, yeah. yeah about three o'clock. Well, it was actually 2.30 because... I'm, I was on a, uh, a work call and my phone starts buzzing and I, I happen to glance down and I'm in the middle of giving a presentation. I look down and I see that it's a tornado warning and it's saying, seek shelter. And I'm like, all right, guys, I got to go. <laughs> then I hit in the siren, start kicking off. And okay. Yeah. I don't know if an actual tornado came through, but we have this big tree out in the front yard and two really thick branches from coming out of the top are just they're just broken. Luckily, they're they're just hanging there. They're not going to fall on anything. There's nothing but ground underneath them. So, gotta get. So you did. You did get some winds at the very least. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! That that tree has been out there for hell longer than I've been alive. And okay. big old wind comes along, starts tearing it up. Either it was planted there with the house, or that may be the reason why the house is where it's at. Is to take yeah. advantage of the tree, one or the other. Yeah. How you been? Uh, just doing the day to day thing, man. Just yep. moving right along. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this story here. We're looking at uh, the gambling racket in Metropolis. This appeared in Action Comics number thirty-two, written by Jerry Siegel and art by Jack Burnley. Action Comics number thirty-two has a cover date of January nineteen forty, with an approximate on sale date of November twenty-first, nineteen forty. Or I should say the cover date is January 1941. Approximate sale date of November 1940, according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Let me tell you what happened in this story. After saving a man from a suicide attempt, Superman, as Clark Kent, confronts the mayor about the Preston Club, which is a gambling den. 
When they arrive, the evidence is hidden from view, leaving Preston free from charges. Lois goes undercover to get into the club and gather evidence. When the owner learns she is a reporter, she is forced to drink poison, which leaves her a zombie. In her zombie state, Lois sees Superman change into Clark Kent. Only by using mental hypnosis is Superman able to cure Lois. Fortunately, though, she recalls nothing that happened while drugged. Superman then smashes the gambling ring and uses the crypto ray gun to gather evidence. The mayor was involved as well because his son was turned into a zombie by Preston. Superman cures the boy and brings the guilty parties to justice. Ed, what'd you think about this one? Um, I think that I read the wrong story. <laughs> did it or did I? No, I, I read uh, Action 34. Oh yeah, well, that's well, that's that's ahead of us. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure how I made that mistake, but I did. <laughs> I see. Did. That's my it, my, my uh, horrible night that I'm having. Somehow reached back into time and <laughs> caused you to read. Yeah. <laughs> and and I should have realized it because what I read puts me a lot farther in this golden age compendium then i really should have realized that i was seeing as yeah. how we just got into it last episode so i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like how are you halfway through it already when you just read the first story yeah so uh so let me and what is it eight number one yeah okay so yep. i'm finally in the right place here yeah so i apologize i am totally and completely unprepared because i read both both of these were the wrong one. I read thirty-four and nine-one. So, well, let me uh, let me kind of go through it here. Go. Um, this one was, you know, when I read the title of this uh, of this story, the the gambling racket in Metropolis. Right away, I was like, mm. another you know freaking mob thing going on gambling and <laughs> right. and on that on the surface that is what it is um superman is very upset he he thinks gambling is just the worst thing in the world uh it's it's you know it kills people's souls and it's a just a huge sin and he's going to put an end to it in metropolis because apparently it's illegal in metropolis they're not supposed <laughs> to be gambling uh okay that's but the the reason he finds out that there's this gambling den is because uh, this guy is is going to commit suicide. He's going to jump off a bridge, and Superman shows. Well, Clark shows up, and he tries to get this cop. He starts yelling at this cop, basically, "Why don't you do something?" And the cop's like, "Hey, we're doing our best here. He's you know he's he's going to jump or he's not going to jump." And the guy jumps, and as he jumps, he's yelling out, "I want to die." Which is probably a good thing to yell when you're committing suicide. Oh, well. Uh, Superman leaps down and catches him, though it, uh, I swear to God he's flying at this point. He just he just has to be. Right. But he saves him, finds out that the guy uh, basically is broke. He lost all their money. He, he's married with, a, with, with kids, and he lost their life savings gambling at this place called the Preston Club, which is a, a social club in Metropolis. And so Superman decides, well, the Preston Club has to go. But instead of just doing what Superman normally would do, which is just run down to the Preston Club and just bust it all up and break everything and throw people out, out of windows, he decides to try to do it through official channels first. And first he goes to the chief of police. Okay. And <laughs> he's like, the gambling is illegal. 
in Metropolis. And yet they're apparently just gambling all over the place in the pressing club. And the chief of police, his response is, why bother me? I'm helpless to act without instructions from the mayor, which is what you want out of your chief of police, who wow. just literally will not do anything unless the mayor <laughs> instructs him to T- do it. Tells him to, yeah. Yeah. So he goes to the mayor and demands that the mayor do something about it. And the mayor is, he's shocked. He's appalled. Oh my gosh, this can't be happening. I'll tell you what, how about we go and raid the club now? I'll lead the raid. And when they get down there, there's no evidence at all that there has been any gambling. And Clark feels embarrassed and he leaves, but he uh, knows that there's gambling going on. So he goes back. Well, he follows the mayor dressed as Superman, follows the mayor who's driving back to his office and we get a hanging Superman. I, I was going to say, it looks like a hanging. Yeah. 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 In fact, uh, look at the uh, the S on the back of his cape. I think this is the first time mm-hmm. the, the S, it's basically, you know, on his chest, the S is red right. because it's a blue shirt. And now they're drawing the S blue on his red cape. I don't think they've done that before. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've noticed it either. But he's he's hanging outside the, the mayor's office and he hears a phone conversation between the mayor and this guy, Preston. And you find out that the mayor is in Preston's back pocket. So Clark goes to the Daily Planet and says, we got to do something about this. Um, so both he and Lois go to check it out. But of course, Clark's being a big coward. He doesn't want to go in and and the Preston guy comes out and shoves him and and uh Lois is like, you, you, you got to, you know, we got to go back in. And Clark says, but I don't dare go back and slug him. He's liable to attack me again. And so uh, Lois dresses up in this slinky green outfit and she calls many friends to try to get somebody to take her to the Preston Club as their date. And when she finally find somebody who will take that who will take her can you get me into the Preston club you can fine i don't i don't know why she reacted that way but the guy takes her into the club she they immediately give her chips i i I didn't know that was the thing but she didn't have to put any money down she just walks in and the, the 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 guy at the roulette wheel says hey here's a bunch of chips and gives her a bunch of chips so she starts laying bets down and she loses all of her chips. And the guy's like, all right, you owe us money now. And she goes, oh, guess what? I don't have any money. Ha ha. And the guy grabs her and takes her back to the back office wow. where Preston is. And Preston's like, well, we'll see if you have any money. And he snatches her purse and he starts going through it. And that's when he finds her press credentials. And so he poisons her. But what it is, it's, it's a poison that doesn't kill it erases their memories and turns them into into a, into a base a zombie basically that's what the synopsis said it puts her in a, a zombie like trance and terry says she and so zombies. zombie that was that was for all the zombies out there that was a uh, terry knows who that is zombie hey hey an Sorry. irish band i i have no idea uh the cranberries i, I don't know Anyway, there's a moment here where Superman um, finds that these these thugs are following Clark because they're going to take him out. And so he changes to Superman and he beats up the, the thugs and then he tucks one under each arm and he goes to leap back over to the Preston Club to be all like, hey, I, I, ha- I have your people. 
And as he's changing back into, into Clark, he's just standing out in the middle of the road. He's just like in the middle of the driveway, putting his Clark outfit back on. And here comes Lois just walking down the driveway. And Clark's like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, well, this was bound to happen sooner or later. And that's when he realizes that she is a zombie. Okay. And he's so angry about it that he, you know, he's like, I got to get Lois to a doctor, but I got to do something about these two thugs. And he throws each of these guys one at a time across the lawn and into the window of the Preston Club, which was pretty awesome. And then he takes Lois to a doctor. The doctor actually, as he's checking her out, I'm assuming uh, I gave him a, a German accent because he goes, hmm, interesting, very interesting. But he decides he can't do anything for her. She's just going to be remain in this state for the rest of her life. And that's when Clark takes her, takes her out of the doctor's office and he realizes he knows what he can do to fix this. All he has to do is perform mental hypnosis. And so he looks into her eyes and boom, fixed. From, 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 from his eyes, yeah. Uh, mental hypnosis. Okay. And then he goes back to his place and just invents something called a crypto ray gun, which looks exactly like it sounds. It looks like an old school ray gun, but it's actually a camera. <laughs> it takes pictures. You shoot it like a gun and it takes pictures. And then you can project the images that you just took with the gun onto the wall. So you don't have to go and wait for anything to develop. Nice. He can go click, 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 click. Here's all the gambling. Look, police officers. And then shine the, the pictures on the wall and show proof right away without having to. Because I'm sure photo labs back then probably took a while. Uh, given the technology at the time, yeah, probably quite a while. Yeah. And so then Superman does what Superman does. He goes and he takes some pictures. He, we, we have two. Another panel of him hanging from a uh, ledge. This, this is the third one. Uh, is this the third yeah, one? Back here. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, right after she zombies, and he's yeah. To, it's like they're he's hanging. It's like they're trying to make up for the fact that they haven't done it in a while. I, this is the first <laughs> multiple hang story that we've had. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's he's hanging there with the crypto ray gun. He's taking pictures through the window, and then then he goes inside and wrecks the place. Uh, he finds out that the reason why the mayor was in Preston's pocket is because the mayor gave his son, which is a little, little zombie boy, gave him the same poison he gave Lois. Ah. And uh, Preston comes to confront the mayor, and the mayor has decided, you know what, I'm not taking any more crap from you. I'm, I know you did this to my son. You're never going to cure him, uh, but I'm going to stand up to you. And Preston's like, no, you're not. And he, he kidnaps both Lois and the mayor and throws them in the back of his car. Uh, Superman shows up at the mayor's place and the mayor's gone and he sees the zombie son there and mental hypnosis yep. cures the mayor's son, goes after Preston. Preston basically drives the car around a sharp turn that's on a cliff and leaps out of the car as it rolls off of the cliff to, to kill Lois and the mayor. But Superman, who again, this the, the dude's flying. He swoops down and he grabs Lois yeah, and the mayor from the car. That's got to be Saving flying. them. Yeah. And then he gives the crypto ray gun to Lois and says, here, show this to the police. And so then she shows it to the police. And uh, the end. 
Okay. They saved the day. Now, so something funny, um, the story that I read in Action Comics 34 also had a scene where someone was forced to drink poison. Um, And this is the first time I think we've seen that used in any of the stories. And here now, it quickly becomes so popular that they use it just months apart again. Yeah. And when he he does it with Lois, he goes, here, you drink this. And she goes, no, you're going to poison me. I'm not going to drink that. And so he pulls a gun. He says, you drink this or I'm going to blow your head off. And she goes, all right, I'll drink it. And it's a good thing it wasn't, it didn't kill her because, but the, I mean, I don't know. If somebody gave me a poison that I was pretty sure, you know, I felt fairly confident that it was going to kill me. And then they said, I can shoot you in the head or you can take the poison. I take the bullet to the Probably, head. Yeah, go ahead. Because that sounds like a quicker yeah, way. Yeah, really. Yeah. The the poison may, you know, eat your insides out for three days before you Yeah, die. who knows what know. it's going to do to you. But yeah, it, it, you would definitely think, well, this way is quick and that way probably isn't. So I'll, I'll, I'll go the yeah. quick way. But she gambled. Yeah. Ah, see what I did yeah, there? She gambled. I that, yeah. And uh, she came out the winner this time. Instead of losing all that money. She bet on poison. This was, like I said, on the surface, it's like, ah, it's a gambling racket that Superman's got to bust up. This is going to be one of those ho-hum, basic Superman stories. But the the whole poison, the zombie thing, the the, the mental hypnosis, the freaking crypto ray gun that he just invents, they've, they've never specifically mentioned that he has, that he's like a super genius. Mm-hmm. But this is at least twice now uh, since we've started reading these golden age books that he just, he just invented something. I, and I think the first one was his costume. I think he mentioned that he, that he invented the material that his costume is right, made out yeah, of. Yeah. So he's obviously a super genius. And I know that in the silver age, that is one of his superpowers that he's just a super genius. Oh, okay. So he is, you know, the, everything about literally everything about him is super. So the, including the smartest man uh, in the hey, world. Doug. Hey, Doug. Yeah. Everything about him is super, you know. And I, so I would have to assume that he is a super funny guy and a super uh, romantic guy, you know, because he's super smart. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have this song now running through my head. Uh, I must warn you, I sense something strange in my mind, Terry. Situation is serious. BBD. That sounds familiar. The girl is poison. That girl is poison. Yeah. She's green. She drank poison. It's it's a female. <laughs> and for some reason, that song popped into my head. Now it's just, it's on repeat. It's, yeah. It's not a bad song to have in your head. It's very frankly. distracting. No, but any song when I, you're trying to do something like this is kind of distracting. Oh. Uh-oh. You froze. Uh-oh. I think you might have cut out completely. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Carrie Ann, can you hear me? So it's Steven that is cut out. Steven's cut out. Just lost power, he said. So he's on Twitter here telling me what's going on. We We might cut this one short. Uh, it's back, back, but I have to wait for the router to boot up. So he had a power suck, um, and it's back on. So he's having to wait and go through the motions of getting everything back up and going, guys. So 
Uh, so, you know, I could I could ham it up here quite a bit better if I had read the correct story. Um, but to to catch you up, Doug, uh, I did not. I I read the wrong story. Um, and then Stephen had some issues, uh, some some real life issues there, starting the episode today. So between the two of us, this episode is just not working well uh, today. Not sure why. Uh, you you would think after doing this. 13, 14 times, we'd kind of have it down. But stuff just is coming up tonight. But um, I didn't read it, but I can I can see the art, and I, I do like the art. Um, I believe Stephen said that this was Mr. Jack Burnley that did this. Let me take a quick gander at the notes here. Yes, Mr. Jack Burnley. So he he's definitely a... Uh, a different style artist, as we've said before, uh, from Mr. Schuster. Um, I kind of prefer Burnley's art. It's a little bit more uh, polished, I guess would be a, a fair word, not to be mean about anyone's art, because just about anybody can draw better than I can. I can't draw. I use the other side of my head much more than I do the drawy, creative side. That's that's me. Um. Like Stephen was saying, it, it I can I can see where the story would start out, and you would be, well, potentially you could be kind of disappointed because it is yet another of the up to this point typical looking Superman stories. You know, you have Superman, and all he's going to go up against are some hoodlums and a gambling racket. That you know, kind of uh, pedestrian, I guess, compared to what. Superman could or should be able to do at this point, um, which I will say it's just now starting to get totally frustrating that he's not flying yet. There's just absolutely no reason for him to not be flying. Looks like Steven is getting closer and closer to being back with us there. Um, but I, I think as as you go through the story, because of the the way that the police are used, the way the officials, uh, the the Poisoning, which is a, a new trope, which will go on to become a trope, um, and, and the way that Lois acts, and everything, they, they do inject enough of the different in the story to kind of take it away from, oh, it's just another Superman versus the mob story. You know, he's, he's uh, campaigning, you know, against something again because gambling is illegal and I know it's going on and we should stop it. Yeah. So it, they, they did inject some some interesting. Uh, plus, Superman creates his crypto ray gun, and it's a hyphen crypto hyphen ray gun. Uh, so they, I think they did, particularly for someone who would be reading the story at the time. Um, I think they did enough work to kind of elevate it beyond just that baseline Superman versus the mob, uh, to where it it turned out a little bit more interesting than it could have. But it, it still is getting to be time for Superman to start going up against some kind of super villainy, um, either Earth-based or aliens or something. You know, this is the issue. Go ahead. I was going to make a suggestion um, because what you're saying almost kind of feeds into the next issue okay. the next story but you haven't read that yet and you, i feel like no. you really need to read that so with everything that has happened so far tonight in just the the less than an hour 
from the time I started trying to get ready for this thing tonight and then everything that happened with me and then now the power going out and, 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 and it's happening all over again. My internet sucks right now because of the power going out. Um, I say we just not stop, but we're, let's consider this a lost episode and maybe okay. we can throw it in at some point, um, you know, as, as, as something kind of fun and maybe plan on, um, I don't know, Monday, Monday or one day next week, we'll go ahead and get back together and start this all over again. That way okay. you will have read the stories. Yeah. Hopefully my stuff will work <laughs> crossing fingers. Um, and so why, what, let's just hang out and talk about okay. stuff. Okay. What, how does Doug and Terry feel about that? Do we, do we care? Can, can, can we just geek for a little while guys? Is that okay? Yeah. Let's just geek. What's, uh, I finished that, uh, that Hulk epic collection. Mm -hmm. I've been, I started, uh, the other day. So getting ready to, to jump into the next one. Um, that I'll tell you what that is, you know, you're reading all those X-Men books. Uh, this freaking thing. You're, you're reading all those X-Men books and you, you've told me, um, that there was a certain period in there, right? The, like the, 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 uh, the, the Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee, that was your era. Mm -hmm. Well, this, yeah, right. This Hulk is, I, I wasn't buying Hulk at the time. My brother was, but I just, I have such a nostalgic feeling for that era of the Hulk because that's when I started reading the Hulk. And, you know, little did I know until just a couple of years later that like a lot of those covers are freaking Mike Mignola freaking Hellboy, you know, and, and, uh, he does yeah. some interior on those as well. And, um, those will lead into the John Byrne run on the Hulk, which didn't last long, right. but he had, cause John Byrne was doing alpha flight at the time. And, uh, it was either Al Milgram, maybe it was Bill Mantlo. Cause I think I, that's who's, that's who's been riding the Hulk. I think it was both. I, I think it was yeah. the team Milgram and Mantlo. But they, they decide, yeah, they decide to swap. It's like, hey, John, why don't you come over and do the Hulk and we'll go over and do Alpha Flight. And then John's like, yeah, I got some big ideas for the Hulk. And then he's only on there for a handful of issues. And I, I don't know why he left. But but uh, his run leads into what really, I mean, there there's like a series of four or five issues where the Hulk is just out in the desert and they just send every like every superhero to try to stop him. And you've got like Iron Man and Wonder Man and uh, Thor and like all the strong guys beat, you know, hammering on him at the same time. And it's, it's some, it's some good stuff. That's getting very nostalgic, but uh, I have so many of those books from that era just sitting on my comiXology shelf. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when you, when you talked about reading that, the first issue that came to my mind was Hulk 300. So obviously it, it left an impression yeah. uh, on me. Um, and unfortunately, that uh, storyline, I guess, Doug likes uh, Mignola or M Mignola, I think, uh, however you pronounce it. Um, it, it yeah. Unfortunately, it was cut short, that storyline, because I, that, that crossroads concept is just that, – that has infinite possibilities. I mean, you could literally do anything with the Hulk. He could go yeah. anywhere. And yeah, you know why they brought him back to Earth. 
ultimately he was going to come back to Earth. Yes, I mean that that's going to happen. But it's like after three or four years of as a creator being able to write anything you right. want. I mean, right? Nobody really wanted to do that. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it was a it was a perfect thing to set up. You know, and you could do it with almost any character, but it was cool that they did it with the Hulk. And it's mm-hmm. it's like there's an infinite number of worlds that, that you can walk into and and interact with an infinite number of character types. Or you know, we could do a a robot story. We could do a a, a fantasy story. You know, we could do whatever. We could do a West of the Hulk in the Old West. You know, <laughs> something like that, but with alien gunslingers and junk. But uh, yeah, it, I don't know why they. I don't know. I don't know right. why they cut it off either. I don't know if it had something to do with the fact that um, John Byrne was going to be coming on to the Hulk, um, because I know he had big plans. He had a whole a whole storyline uh, right. worked I, out. I think but I've read he, somewhere like I said, he was only on there for a few issues, and then editorial probably pissed him off or something. He was such a diva at times. Well, is is this about the time that he's getting ready to go over to DC? Anyways. Is this in 81 or so? Isn't that when he took over Superman? 82? Superman uh, was 86. Oh, okay. It, no, it, he was. Yeah. It was after Crisis, and Crisis was, was 85. Well, yeah. I know he also had a short stint on Captain America in through there. He did, but I think, th- so. that was before. Because that's, that's one of my books. That's one of the books that I've got lined up as well, is that that epic collection that has it's John Byrne with Roger Stern. Yes. Um, and, and again, I think it's only like a handful of issues. Yeah. It was only like about really five weird. issues. Yeah. And he, I, I think Marvel is okay. As far as alpha flight, it's my understanding that John Byrne really never wanted to do alpha flight. Oh yeah. He was, he was kind of pushed into it and then was not given an opportunity to leave until well beyond how long yeah. he wanted to stay on it to begin with. Um, yeah. And something, I think something about uh, Mignola and um, yeah, the other, the writer just left my brain, but something about their Hulk, they, 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 they didn't like doing superhero or, but that doesn't make sense because they went to alpha flight, but there was something about the Hulk that wasn't jiving with them at yeah. about the same time that John Byrne finally said, look, you know, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm, I'm going to leave, you know, so give me something to do or I'm going to leave. I mean, you know, something. And so they, they ended up switching. Funny thing is, I don't know. Do you have any knowledge of alpha flight at that time after Byrne left? Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was reading Alpha Flight as it was coming out. Okay, so, so they ultimately they use Hulk at the Crossroads as a major plot point in Alpha Flight, which is yeah. kind of funny because it's like, well, but yeah, that's, you guys left the Hulk, so why, why are you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the issue I just finished reading today was that Alpha Flight issue. Okay, that yeah, where yeah, they they pull the Hulk out of the Crossroads because yeah. they're trying to get Walter Lankowski and he goes uh, fishing. And he, and he hooks goes, a go, They go fishing for a Sasquatch. Yep. And you know, he, and, and it's funny because Sasquatch was one of my favorite characters. He was the, one of the reasons I loved Alpha Flight so much. And there are certain characters that I only seem to enjoy if they're being drawn by certain people. And he's okay. Sasquatch is one of them. 
Because I've come across other Alpha Flight books where they've brought Sasquatch back, and it's like, eh, it it's not it, he, he he doesn't look like the John Byrne. No, Sasquatch yeah, sandwich. no, not at all. John Byrne did have a, a certain flair with that with that style of of character. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what about you? What you've been reading or watching or anything on your mind um, or? Well, I've been reading, making my way through uh, X Men books um, mm-hmm. right now. Getting into a lot of the uh, Wolverine ongoing and the Wolverine Marvel Comics presents. So that's like yeah. right at the end of 1989, moving into 1990. So we're steadily marching into the Silvestri um, X days and then the Jim Lee X days and then the second X book days here. Yeah. Very shortly that are going to be coming up. And there's a. Ad- Adjectiveless or how whatever. Yeah, say yeah, what they used to say. Yeah. Ad, adjective, ad, adjectiveless. Yeah, that's a weird word. Um, and and I think there's another like one major or maybe two major X storylines in there also. I I can't remember when which ones occurred, but this executioner uh, song as, as far as X Men and Excalibur, maybe yeah, coming up. Um. But mm-hmm. about half of the books I'm reading, I was reading full time then when they were coming out. The other half of the books, like, honestly, I never read the Wolverine standalone because I just didn't want to get into it because of how deep his history went. For somebody, Oh, well, yeah. John, um, you know, sitting here talking yeah. X-Men, uh, John, John Burns' rendition of virtually that entire new X-Team is, is without equal. You know, his storm yeah. – um, his feral berserker Wolverine, uh, his Cyclops without a visor covering with his hand, trying to block the beam, you know, very pivotal yeah. things uh, in the X books, particularly with certain characters. John Byrne's rendition is what comes to mind when I think of, you know, these yep. different concepts. And that's, yeah. yeah me too. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are big fans of Fantastic Four. They can probably say the same thing. Uh, yeah. Big fans of Superman, uh, they can probably say the same thing. You know, he, John, John Byrne definitely left his mark on those um, characters as well. Yeah, you figure just with Fantastic Four and the X Men, they, uh, I don't know how often they did it in the X Men, but they brought a lot of other characters into the into the Fantastic Four books. And then, of course, he and Claremont did Marvel team up for a while. And mm-hmm. so he's, yeah, there, if there was a, a, a Marvel character at the time, there's a book with that character in it that he drew at some point. Yeah, so. I, I would say he he probably has a bullet list near as long as George Perez as far yeah. as characters that he's drawn. Um, yeah. You know, may, maybe not. As many as Perez, because he had this Perez had this propensity for the big group. Oh, he was crazy. drawing, you know, um, and yeah. and I I don't know if Byrne didn't necessarily like that, or they just didn't have those kind of stories for him. But he didn't do that as as frequently as George Perez. Yeah, good good call, man. Fantastic Four and X Men. Yeah, uh, that's you know yeah. for the eighties and. 90s probably into the 2000s that was marvel right there x-men and fantastic four my stuff is just popping in and out so speaking of wolverine there's a big lag too 
Yeah, I think there is. Speaking of Wolverine, did you see the images uh, this week uh, with um, Hugh Jackman in the yeah the 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 cinematic Wolverine costume? What did you think about that? Um, honestly, uh, okay. I, I, I'm I'm not one that that gets into the the movie and the um rumors and the yeah. snapshots of this spoiling things and and it's like you know I'll see the movie when it comes out yeah. um I decided that when I heard that the movie was going to be made so nothing that they tell me between the initial announcement and when I see it will make me want to see it anymore I've already yeah. decided I'm going to see it so it's yeah. like okay yeah I'm pretty much the same way I'm not I don't go out there and look for stuff like that and try to get the you know the the behind the scenes dope, you know, on what's going on. But there was like a day this week that that freaking image was just all over the place. And I was like, Oh yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I did. I I saw it and I'm like, Oh, he's in that costume. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Scroll. (laughs) You know, it's like, yep. Yep. And then what else did, what else did we learn about that movie? Who, who did we learn just this week that is also going to be, a female? Yeah. What female is going to be in it? Uh, Electra. Jennifer Garner. Electra, that's right. That's right. You guys were talking about it last night on Boom. Yeah. Gen- Jennifer Jennifer Garner mm-hmm. Electra is going to be in it. Uh, I'm sure among others, because it sounds oh, yeah. like they're doing another, um, either another multiverse kind of thing or a bunch of cameo kind of thing or mm-hmm. something. So I'm that's- sure that there will be 10 or 15 that we recognize and another eight or 10 that are like Easter egged in there. Yeah. So yeah, that's a new hotness. And and that's fine. Uh, more, more interesting yeah. to me though, was uh, Nathan Killian being Guy Gardner. I, I, I don't see Guy that. Gardner. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't see Killian playing any of the Green Lanterns. He, I know that at one point he, his name came up a lot for Hal Jordan I don't know that I agree with that either. Uh, I think he did the voice of Hal Jordan in one of the animated direct to DVD animateds, and that was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Guy Gardner. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, again, it's another one of those things, like you said. It's it's I, I'd see I'm going to see the movie anyway, and you know they re- they release this casting information. We got this guy and this person, and this person that's going to be in the new Superman. Seventeen years from now, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, really. But Guy Gardner, I think I yeah, he's a ginger warrior. He so I wanted to see a redhead actually playing him, but oh well. And and I know what it is is that people want uh, the Nathan Killian that was in that um, Space Cowboy show. Um, Firefly. Boom does the books for yes, Firefly. That's who they want him to be. But in my mind, Nathan Killian is the yeah. rookie and the mystery writer. That's that. Th- those are the shows that I know yeah, him I from, and I'm that, like, so. I'm like, neither one of those characters are Guy Gardner. So I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. See, I didn't watch either of those, but I did watch. I watched the crap out of Firefly. I've seen those episodes numerous times. So thinking yeah. of his character in Firefly as Guy Gardner, oh yeah, totally. I mean, I think he'll make a pretty good Guy Gardner. It's just that I, that's I not maybe who I would have. I 
frankly, I just wish they would, they would just get a bunch of people that we've never heard of before, uh, who can just act their asses off and get in there and get the job done. And you're, 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 you're not spending the time going, Hey, look, it's so-and-so playing this role, you know, and you're just enjoying the movie, but. And perhaps more importantly, you're not spending the money to get that person. Yeah. I will say that the, the, the guy that they have that they cast for Superman and the, the actress they cast for Lois, I've never heard of either of those. No, I have no idea who no. those people are. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I think we're getting to the point that maybe that's what we need to start doing because these older actors and actresses, like, for instance, I just don't know how well Jennifer Garner in her late 40s is going to pull off Electra. Uh, that's, you know, probably, probably I, I, about as well as Harrison Ford in his mid seventies can pull well, off Indiana Jones. I, I was going to say, you're, you're going to need to CGI mm-hmm. some stuff. I would imagine. Yeah. A so, lot of special effects. Yeah. You know, and, and so given that it's like, well then what, what's the point? Just go ahead and turn over that leaf. Now yeah. get these people that we're talking about started somewhere, get yeah. new Actors and actresses, this is their starting somewhere. Uh, you know, go yep. ahead and do that. Yeah, and, and after a while, it's like some of these folks. It's like, okay, how many different franchises are, are we going to put this person in before we just give somebody else a chance? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. There, there, there's just there. There seems to be this reliance on the the core actors and actresses and then beyond that mm-hmm. it's like yeah no we don't go too far beyond those so it's like yeah. well a- at some point you're gonna lose believability like a lot of people are talking about Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones it's mm-hmm. like you know we want that indie this indie is not that indie uh, no you know so yeah yeah, I, I don't remember at all as a kid watching Indiana Jones going, man, I hope he's still doing this when he's 70, because yeah. that would be awesome. You know, there's, and I mean, I, I guess it's nice. That, I don't know. I just, I, they, I would love them to continue to make Indiana Jones movies as long as they have great stories to tell, but they need to do, I mean, f- James Bond does it. You don't have the yeah. same guy playing James Bond for a hundred years. There's precedence for this and the studios, they're just, they're banking on, you know, well, but it's, it's, they, the studios know really that, uh, what's going to sell the tickets, Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford. And well, there will be people that buy tickets for both reasons and, and they want both of those is what to do. Um, changing actors, what you're talking, look at Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there there is no way that we could have only had, you know, two or three actors do that for a hundred years that they've done. Yep. It. So it's like and so knowing that, they built in the ability to just <laughs> change actors. It's like, yeah, yep. we know we're gonna need to do this. It's science fiction. Just build yeah, it. And in. That's what's great about that character is that that was not originally part of who that character was at some point the actor was just like i don't want to do this anymore and they're like well but we want to keep doing these shows so how can we put somebody else as doctor who and make it make sense you know and so they invented this 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 regeneration thing and it's 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 great i love it 
Yep. And not only that, but they, they gave it a limit. But then when they reach that limit, they're like, oh, no, we got to yeah. change it. And so they changed it again. And it's like, okay. Yeah. It, you know, like, shit, in, I didn't think we'd of, get here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went through 13 actors already. Shit. It's, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Indiana yeah, who, Jones. Who'd have thought I, that I a, think, a show about a time traveling. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think they really missed the bus not getting Brandon Frazier to take over for Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, um, he, he still may have had the, the life troubles that he ran into. And so conceivably he could still be as Indiana Jones, the same place that he is now, as far as his life and acting career and what, you know, there's no way to tell, but of, of movies that came out, nobody, showed that they could take that part over better than Brendan Fraser did. I yep. mean, just without a doubt. Yeah. Um, the, I, I remember seeing the mummy for the first time and thinking, this is the Encino man guy, you know, he's going to yeah. be an action hero. I no, And it blew me away. Yep. He was yeah, really he did. good. He, he did excellent in those movies. And now somebody telling me that that dude is robot man in doom patrol. I'm like, no, that no, there's no way. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, yeah, way. <laughs> That's Brendan Fraser. Have a, I don't know where you're, where you are in regard to your Marvel watching, but are you at Secret Invasion yet? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, caught up except for this week. I think we haven't watched this week's episode yet. Okay. Yeah, I watched that last which, night. I think. Yeah, I was going to say which dropped yesterday. I think so. Uh, yeah, it's been oh, pretty good. And uh, speaking of streaming, uh, Terry Ann, if you're still on here, uh, the last two episodes of Jack Ryan dropped this morning. So we have two episodes and then that's it. Yeah, I've been watching that too. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy it, but Terry yeah. really, really digs it. Yeah, I like it. I was a big fan of the books back in the day. Um, I I read them up to a certain point because in the freaking books, you know, he course starts out as this cia analyst and then he moves up the ranks and eventually he becomes the freaking president of the united states right. speaking of harrison ford yeah right he'll be president in the, the marvel universe that'd be yeah I, I think we we deserve remember there's a um what is it six degrees of kevin bacon i think we need like a six yeah. degrees of harrison ford yeah, he was on a on a on an Apple TV show uh, a few months back called uh, Shrinking, where he played. Uh, he he wasn't the main character, but he played a supporting character, and he was a a, a therapist, and he was so funny in that. And uh, recently, he was on the Conan O'Brien podcast, and he was so funny on that as well. Okay, he's, he's a very funny guy. Yeah, hold on just a second. Oh, well, that's pretty stupid, isn't it? Hmm? We uh, uh, had these newborn kittens, ah, uh, two of them, and the mother just gave up, abandoned the two of them, and uh, we ended up bringing them both inside and got the, the kitten formula and the little bottles and stuff and took care of them for a couple of days, but it was just it's too much, so we had to uh, take them to the shelter so they could go with a, a foster family. Yeah, now she's out there, the 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 mom, nursing the the the, the larger kittens that were born a few months yeah. ago. 
So, uh, um, okay. Well, you got to do something with that milk. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to nurse itself. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a new episode of uh, Hither Came Conan out tomorrow. Cool. That'll be uh, Marvel number eight, number the Barbarian. Eight. Okay. Yep. yep. And did you see that you got some feedback for five, six, and seven over on the website? Yes. Yes, uh, I did include uh, your feedback for issue seven. It will be a part of this episode that'll come out tomorrow. I didn't. I didn't do five and six. I. You know what? It's funny because nobody leaves comments on that on on any of my websites. It's it's very rare. I mean, if 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 you look at uh, the history of comments on that on the Stephen or else website, the last one that was left was by you in like 2018. So, oh. Okay. Well, and, and see, I would use one of the other social medias, but you didn't post all three of those episodes to the same social media. Huh, really? So, yeah, um, I think That's either crazy. five or six you didn't post on Twitter. You you just <laughs> missed posting it. So, um, <sighs> I was thinking, well, where can I go that all three of them are, are at? And I'm like, well, yeah. you can go to the source. And so, that's why I went to the website. Speaking of which uh- – because I, I almost emailed you about it the other day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up those comments because one of them I had a question about. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I I I don't want to toot my own horn by telling you I left comments, but I didn't know how frequently you would see comments on the website itself. So oh, I, I didn't I, know what to I do. Don't. I'm like, I it's you know it's it's very hard. It's very easy to miss comments over there, which which is really stupid. The only reason I even noticed. Was I just happened to be? Oh, sounds like everything's about to crap out on me. Are you there? Sounds like you're dropping out again. Are you back? I think so. See, I tried to open up another website oh. and everything just went. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that again. Oh wow, yeah, there there's a huge lag now. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, if you can hear this, uh, if you're if, for anybody who is used to using Blogger. You know, there's the there's the dashboard, which has your list of your your blog posts, which all of my websites, they're just blogger because I'm just that's what I'm used to using. And uh, on on the list of posts, there's like a little uh, you have a little icon for um, like it's an eyeball and then it'll tell you how. So that tells you how many people have, have looked at that post. Right. And then there's one that's a little like a little word balloon. And it'll have a number next to it. And that means that this is how many comments. And I'm just so used to those always showing zero that I, I don't really ever pay attention to that section. And I just happened to notice the other day, I was like, what the flip? And usually, to be honest with you, when I do see that there's a comment over there on the website, I go to look and it's just, and it's spam. So that's what I expect. Right. I was like, ah, I just probably spam anyway. And it's like, damn, Ed left comments on all three of these episodes. But, um, I think it was for, I think it was for issue five. You had, you had said something about the, the tiger okay, let me, lady. Let me see if I can get to it and I'll Tasting see. his flesh or something. And yes, uh, that's all she had to do to fall in love with him. Yeah. Is well, taste his flesh. I, okay. Yeah. He's Conan. I just listened to one of, one of the Robert E. Howard stories today where at the end of the story, you know, it's one of those. There were an, uh, a certain number of stories that he wrote that they refer to as his middle period, where he 
he was basically writing for the market. He knew that uh, okay. he could sell stories if he wrote about Conan uh, in like a ruined city with monsters protecting a hot babe. And that's the, the number of his stories are like that because there was a period of time where he's like, I need money. And I know that these types of stories will sell. So that's what I'm going to write. And this was one of those. And at the end, he's, he's the, the girl's talking to him and he goes, oh, why don't you just, just come over here and kiss me. And she's like, you've got some balls on you basically, you know, to think that I'm even attracted to you. And he just reaches out and grabs her and just forces himself on her, just kissing her. And eventually she goes, Oh, and just swoons and starts kissing him back. You know, it's like, Oh, come on. Yeah, really? But that's, that's what, that's what dudes thought happened, you know, back in the thirties. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was funny. It's like, Oh, Conan. Terry is saying yay for some reason. Uh, about Jack Ryan, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. Uh, that's that's a good show. I've been I'm caught up on that. I I uh, haven't watched these two obviously that popped up today, but um, I'm looking forward to finishing that up. And um, if Terry is a fan of the books, it's nice to see Ding Ding Chavez in this in this uh, this season. Who is that? Domingo, he's the he's the uh, the guy from Ant Man, right? Okay, yes, okay, yeah. It, which which is funny that dude in the first Ant Man movie and this dude, it's like no, two, yeah, just two completely kids. opposite, yeah, <laughs> opposite people. It's like evil universe uh, and and good universe, you know? Yeah, something that's <laughs> like Kirk and a Kirk and a uh, uh, goatee. That's what that's what that's yep. like. But yeah, he was a. Uh, there was um, a character that they introduced in one of the books named John Clark, who is basically a your uh, wet works kind of spy. If they needed somebody to go in and kill somebody, they'd, they'd send John Clark in. And he ended up uh, working with this young Latino guy named Ding Domingo. They called him Ding. And then he ended up writing a book called Rainbow Six, which starred the two of them and became a huge video game success. Yes. I know more people that know the video game and had no idea it used to be a book. But oh, That's yeah. That, and okay. That, it, that's interesting to say because earlier this week, I just, I, I've reached my, my final level of frustration from people. I was following a thread on Twitter and it was comic book people talking about how they were first introduced to certain properties. And no one in the thread, and there were 15, 20 people talking, no one in the thread said, oh, well, I first ran into them in the comic book. <laughs> yeah. It was all yeah. from, you know, the cartoons or the movie or the animated TV. I'm like, Guys, what about you knew comic books were out there? You had no interest in, you know, yeah. and, and I say that because me, my first introduction to these, and I guess it was the time, was through comic books because yeah. they weren't in these other places. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's where you found out about them. And I, I just, you know, it's like, wow, it, I don't know. I, I just got frustrated. I, I'm, I, I wanted to, to poll and see what the average age of these people were. But I, I believe yeah. I know how that would have gone. So it's like, eh. yeah, 
Well, and that's funny because, yeah, for most of the comic book characters that I love, the first time I ran into them were in the comics. But my top two most favorite superheroes in the world, number two being Spider-Man and number one being Superman, I first ran into Superman through the Super Friends on TV. And okay. I first ran into Spider-Man because of the Spidey Super Stories on the Electric Company. Electric and company. for a long time, I just thought Spider-Man couldn't talk because of those <laughs> Spidey Super Stories. Okay. I yeah. was quite shocked when I learned that Spider-Man could actually speak. Because he always just did the word balloons. and just go boing mm-hmm. in that Spidey Super Stories. Now, that's interesting. The Super Friends, maybe. But how many people now even know about Spidey Super Stories right. in yeah. the Electric Company? I, yep. You know, I mean, that's so. They even had, there was a, a character on the electric company called the Blue Beetle. Had no affiliation with the, okay. the actual comic book character, but he was, uh, I just remember he was a guy that dressed up like a Blue Beetle. He was a superhero, but he didn't want to actually do any, anything. He was lazy and didn't want to get involved. And his big thing was they, but from what I remember, cause it's been forever since I've seen any of them. The, the thing that always, that I always remember his is a little song. Well, I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't. And he would, and you know, Blue Beetle, okay. there's uh, houses on fire. You got to go save that kitten. Well, I would if I could, but I yep. can't, so I won't. How about this? Electric Company Easy Reader. Who was that actor? Morgan Freeman, baby. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, there's this, there's a certain generation of people that's like, at some point, they were like, holy crap, that's the guy from the electric company in the new freaking Robin Hood movie. Uh, yeah, whatever <laughs> movie. It's all that. Yeah. 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 That's like uh, the the first time. So, so oh God, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. The first movie I ever saw Matthew McConaughey in was Dazed and Confused. Have you ever seen that one? I, I don't think so. I, I remember it, but I don't believe I've ever seen it. It's it's set in 1976. He plays a character by the name of Wooderson, who is an adult who hangs out with all these high school kids. And he's got a mustache and he's just a he's a he's a caricature. And uh, we used to, you know, when I was in my er, mid mid to early 20s, we'd we'd get high all the time and watch movies like Days of Confused and Mall Rats Mm -hmm. and Clerks and stuff like that. But we had seen. Dazed and confused over and over and over. And then one day, a buddy of mine and I are in a movie theater and they play this preview for, uh, what was that? There was that f- the first lawyer movie he was in with Sam Jackson. And uh, uh, I don't remember the name of that movie, but my buddy, I'm, we're watching this trailer and I didn't recognize him. Suddenly, my buddy just starts slapping me. Dude, that's Wooderson. <laughs> and I just was like, Holy crap, that's Wooderson, yep. who is, you know, his big line from Dazed and Confused is he he asks one of these teenagers, hey, what's how's that new crop of freshman girls looking? And they're like, uh, Wooderson, you're going to go to jail one of these days. He goes, hey, hey, that's what I like about these high school girls, man. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. That's what kind of character that guy was. Yikes. Um, looking at the cast list for Dazed and Confused, um, Mila Jovovich was in that. Uh, Cole yeah, Hauser was in she, that. She doesn't speak. Yo. 
Ben Affleck was in that. Yeah, one of his first. Parker Posey was in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Renee Zellweger was in that. Oh, dude, that is that is a pivotal early '90s movie right there. Wow. Yeah, and for a lot of them, it was like one of some one of some of their first stuff. It, it would have had to have been. Yeah. It's. Uh, I always like to say compare it. It's. It's like the. Um, it's like American Graffiti, but in the '70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's those. You know, every eight or ten years, there's that one movie that has all the new people, like we've talked about yep. in it. And 15 years later, all those new people are the big names, and they all lead back to this one movie that, you know, was their mm-hmm. first speaking role or their first starring role or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben Affleck plays a real asshole in that one, and then he plays an asshole in Mallrats. And and uh, Kevin Smith likes to say that uh, because he put Ben Affleck as the leading role in Chasing Amy, you know, he was destined to play the asshole and the villain until uh, Kevin Smith had the good the good idea to make him a leading man. I think the first time I really noticed Ben Affleck was in um, uh, the movie that he wrote with his buddy that had Robin Williams in it. Goodwill hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first Ben Affleck and the first, uh, other dude. Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the first movie I remember. Well, no, Matt Damon was in, wasn't he in eating Gilbert grape? I don't think so. Who, who that was, was the uh, kid in the tree? Um, the Titanic dude. Yes. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. As a, as yeah. a young kid in that movie. My wife likes to tell, you know, her first time she ever saw Matt Damon was in the movie Mystic Pizza. And he was he was like a teenager, maybe a little bit older than that. I think the first time I saw Matt Damon was in. Yeah, he had a small part in Mystic Pizza. Oh, I think it was his first. That's Julia Roberts. But uh, okay, I think that's uh, Julia Roberts first movie. I think so, too. Yeah. But I think the first movie I saw him in was Geronimo. Okay. I recently went back and watched all of the not not all. I, I don't want to say I watched all the Kevin Smith movies because he's made a, a few movies that I've just never seen. Mm-hmm. But I was a I was one of those huge Kevin Smith oh. fans of the nineties. Oh yeah, I, and, I was uh, too. I recently finally got a chance to watch Clerks Three, which I really quite enjoyed. It, it's kind of funny. I was telling my wife about it because when Clerks Two was available to rent. I I watched it and I remember the first half of that movie going, this is really good. This has got the potential to turn out to be just this really sweet movie where Dante falls in love and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, they got this donkey show going on and I just, I, I, I just couldn't do it anymore with him. I think that's the movie that, that I, I just stopped watching Kevin Smith for a long time. Okay. Well, with clerks three, the whole first half of that, I was like, ugh. Here we are back to his, his, you know, he's the, the man's got a daughter, you know, and, but by the end of it, I was in tears. It was, it was a good movie. And, but okay. it, it then made me want to go back and watch all his other, I guess, Jay and Silent Bob movies again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen it's all those. Fun. It's the, it's the, uh, I haven't seen Tusk. I haven't seen nope. Yoga Hosers. I haven't yeah. seen uh dude and chick make a porno. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that either. Uh, I think Red State is the only other one. Yeah, I haven't seen Red State. I've, I've just unless, seen unless the, you, yeah, the, unless you include Cop Out, which he didn't write. Yeah, no, I don't. But he directed. I, I don't consider that one of his. Yeah, 
But yeah, mainly the Jane Silent Bob movies. Uh, I've, yeah. I've seen, except for Clerks Three. I haven't seen Clerks Three yet, but I've seen all. If, the if you enjoyed any of the any of those movies, oh yeah, uh, you'll like you'll like Clerks Three. It's really you know it's like if you've seen the trailer, it's uh, Randall decides to make a movie about uh, their lives at the Quick Stop, and basically he's making Clerks. They there are a lot of scenes where they're filming scenes that were scenes from clerks and they're they're re okay. they're 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 literally remaking the scene right there in the movie it's it's really kind of fun but um yeah i'm, I'm not even gonna tell you how it ends i was just tears uh does somebody die i'm not i'm not gonna tell you jay and silent bob strike back i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that movie real quick okay. <clears throat> because you brought up oh, goodwill okay. hunting i heard somebody dies okay <sighs> One of my favorite scenes yeah. in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is the Goodwill Hunting Two scene. Yes, applesauce, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and just the way Ben Affleck's so funny in that, he's like, oh, "I don't know what we're we gonna do." And he, ma- and he makes that. Yep. They make that joke about <clears throat> first you make your your safe picture, then you can make your art picture, then you got to make those movies for the friend of yours because you owe them. And then they both look at the camera because. He says, you know, he says the, the, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was made after he had his heart attack. And he said he used his heart attack to guilt all these people into being on, in that movie. Come on. I had a heart attack. I could have died. Don't you want to be in my movie? Stupid slow internet. We got five people watching right now. And if, if you've joined us late, uh, hey, hey, hey. we had such a. <laughs> Your internet's yeah. too burn up. <laughs> you, the, such uh, technological problems mostly on my end that we decided to give up uh, on recording Superman super show episodes. And we're just, we're just talking that this will eventually come out as an episode at some point, but we're yeah, shooting the we poop. <laughs> movie. Me too. That was an awesome movie. He was hilarious. Doug. Doug's a wise man. Doug seems to have a lot of uh, experiences and tastes in common with you and me and Chris Parton. Uh, so he is, he, he is our fourth, uh, in, in abstention. Doug's got his head on straight. Yep. Unlike all these kids that are always pissing us off. Billy D. What up dog? Hey, Billy D. Billy D. Just to give you a heads up, man. We're, we're probably getting ready to cut off here in, in just a few. We are right. See, that's. It's it's just another brick in the wall of shit that was tonight. You know, it's like all this, just the way it started and the fact that you read the wrong stories and it, it, all my shit yeah. not working. And then it just also happens to be the night that we've had probably the most people watching. Yeah. Live that we've yeah. It was doomed to uh, be the most people watching us that we've had. So it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. It's well, you know. People love watching a car wreck. Comedy of errors. That's that's what I tuned in for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything else. There's a, a new show on uh, Apple TV called Hijack with Idris Elba, which is really good. Okay. Uh, your basic uh, plane being hijacked, and he's a passenger that has to survive. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I'm really happy that I get to watch some Jack Ryan. Get that finished up. I'm sad that I'm going to. Yeah. There's not going to be any more. Hopefully they'll take that actor and do some movies with him in that same vein because he is just he is killer in those roles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
whenever, whenever I'm watching one of the episodes and, and one of my girls walk into the room, because both of them are just huge fans of the office. I always want to say, see, this is uh Jim decided that working in the paper industry didn't, didn't, didn't suit him anymore. So he became a spy. Right. He became first an analyst with the CIA. And then uh, what is he, this one, the interim assistant he, director or something like that? Yeah. The CIA. Deputy director. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. moved up. He, that character has been uh, played by so many different actors. Um, Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. in Hunt for Red October. Right. Harrison Ford played him in two movies. Right. Um, Chris Pine played him in, in a, Ben Affleck played him in a movie. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember Chris Pine. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was really freaky. <laughs> you, you froze. And then when the video did my head on your head did this. Yeah, it did this really satanic thing, man. It was like, oh, hey, there's a junior. It's my socksy. Sit with cats and sticking their butts in your face. Yep. That's that's, that's a good sign. That that oh, eyeball. You got any comics to talk about, Socks? They're, they're getting ready to come Crazy. out with a new Garfield compendium. You can look forward to that. Yeah, so that yeah. I was way into Garfield when I was a kid. I had a lot of the the books, the collections of the strips. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, uh. rubbing up against that camera. Can't do that. Ah, socks, come on. Can't, can't support the rubbing. Can't can't mark the camera, or or not mark sent. Can't sent the camera. Yeah, and this thing is just barely sitting up there because I, you know, normally I use my phone, but since I couldn't find the cradle for my earbuds, couldn't use the phone. And the tripod that goes to this camera is I don't know where the hell it went, so I just got it perched up on something. What a day! What a day! Sounds like it. All right. Well. We should probably start wrapping it up. I got to go okay. get pick up my daughter from work, get us some late dinner. Weehaw. And, uh, what are you going to get for dinner? Uh, it's uh, I don't know if you got them where, where you're at. It's a, a chicken place called Slim Chickens. Oh. Is it like Kentucky Fried? Kind of. It's mostly uh, chicken fingers and chicken sandwiches. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. They got fried mushrooms, which is always a plus. Anytime oh, you cool. get some fried mushrooms, that's always a good deal. I've kind of uh, stopped. I mean, I haven't, I don't want to say I stopped my diet, but I'm, while I, I s- I'm still not drinking soda and I, I'm not eating a lot of sugar, I'm, I'm, I've been eating a lot of breaded stuff recently and I just oh. don't really care. Uh oh. I am. Also, it's going to show the next time you go in, man. I haven't been in, in a while. It's, it's, uh, um, gotcha. Reach that point in the insurance where there it ha- you haven't met the deductible yet, and so uh, it's, yeah, yeah. it ends up being so much now a month that it's like I can't, can't, <laughs> can't afford to do that right now. Can't do that. Yep. Yeah, it's this crazy thing in this world that living well, you know, healthy is more expensive than right. yeah. <laughs> living like shit. You know? Yeah. That, that's everything. Food yeah. is more expensive for good food. And yeah. yeah, it's yeah. But yet they bitch at you if you don't, but then they make it so hard to do. And it's like, you know, you, you can only do one or the other guys. Oh, yeah. Pick a side. Yep. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I like your, I'm, I, I can see just a bit of your shirt. I like it. It's a job for Superman. Yep. Very nice. 
the wife got the shirt for me, so I'd have a shirt to wear while we recorded this, and of course the hat too. So. Yeah, yeah. I went into a, a convenience store the other day, and uh, I go up to the counter. And I'm paying for my stuff, and the the girl behind the counter just out of the blue, she goes, "Have you seen the new Flash movie?" I said, "No, no, I haven't seen it." And she goes, "It's so good. Uh, the new Transformers is good too." And I and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "What is it about me that just?" <laughs> She just automatically thinks I'm a geek. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm wearing my Spider-Man hat and my Batman shirts. <laughs> okay, there you go. You're, you're, you're mixing <laughs> the geek. Yep. That's right. I was fully geeked out. So, yeah, it's not like she could just sniff out, oh, this guy's a nerd. Uh, yeah, really. Oh, smells like geek. Yeah. <laughs> smells like geek in here. <laughs> Somebody open a window. No doubt. That's like a conven- uh, comic book conventions. They smell like geek. Woo. Bunch of sweaty nerds together, cram them into a big, big hall, and yeah. yep. All right, dude. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, thing just busted out again. Billy D, bye, Doug, bye, Terry, bye, everybody else who's on, bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop the broadcast. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Supes Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.